and then Fabian tells Nina to stop lying and I laughed for about 10 minutes after that. So did I. <laughs> I need a gift of that and I need it now. Sabrina. Anubis, backwards. See what I did there? Hello guys. Welcome back for another episode of Anubis Backwards. Today we will be recapping House of Reunions and House of Memories. So real quick before we get started, we just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Sarah, who is a fanfiction slash Wattpad writer. So we had someone DM us on Instagram last week saying that they were sent to listen to the podcast from a fanfiction called Unsteady. So then I did some searching and I found the fanfic and she gave us a shout out. Um, so thank you, Sarah. Thank you for listening. And thank you for telling all your uh, readers to come listen to us. We really appreciate that. So if you guys want to check out her fanfiction, I think it's on Wattpad and fanfiction.net and it's called Unsteady. So thanks again, Sarah. Unsteady is the sequel and I don't have the first one pulled up now that I'm Oh, sitting. there is two. Yes. This one's about season two. And then hold on. I have her page pulled up. <laughs> The season one is called Impossible. It's so very yes, long. we love good fic. It's very long and I can't wait to read it. I'm off this weekend, so I got to start, I guess. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for uh, shouting us out and sending people to the podcast. Very much appreciate it. And yeah, I will read it. I can't wait for this fic to be us coming from the book for the book host brand. Oh, uh, what? Except for it's just us reviewing fan fiction. <laughs> it's us reviewing the fanfic hose. <laughs> Fanfic host squad pod. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so would you guys be interested also? Let us know before we get into the episode. Sorry. So we're like starting to like video chat while we do this. So would you guys be interested in like a recording of the video chat? But we would actually have to look cute and not what we look like right now. <laughs> I'm sweaty right now. Because <laughs> I just worked out. <laughs> Yeah, I'll put makeup on for you guys though if you want video content. We can do that. Video content, I'll like look cute. Potentially we were thinking of doing a Halloween Twitch or something where we dressed up as House of Manuva's characters. Or like our our version our House of Manuva's outfits. My dogs might show up. Anya came show up if I go down trying to climb on my laptop. Someone dress their dog like Corbier, please. <laughs> I, have- I have a dog. Wait, 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 wait. I have a black dog. It's fine. It'll work. Yeah, you can dress your dog as <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the episode opens with the iconic intro. Victor tells the students that Elfie drank cleaning fluid. Patricia doesn't believe him. Jerome asks Trudy if he can go visit Elfie. Trudy agrees, but he can only go a few hours in the afternoon. Amber asks as well, though Patricia butts in and thinks she should be the one to go. Trudy tells Amber and Patricia to fight it out amongst themselves. Jerome called Trudy Trudy Kins, and then she immediately was like, Jerome, what do you want? <laughs> so funny. Like, she knows immediately. <laughs> and, and Amber, I thought it was funny because Amber was like, Alfie needs something nice to look at, and that's why I need to go. Honestly, iconic. Oh, Amphie. <laughs> I just thought it was nice that Jerome was, you know, doing something nice for Alfie, finally. Granted, I think he had ulterior motives to skip school, but still, he wanted to go visit his friend and make sure he was okay. And I was like, oh my goodness, you care. Wow. Wow. The scene cuts upstairs where Amber and Patricia are trying to decide who can go visit Alfie. While Fabian is working to solve the clue, Nina is seen sitting in the room but continuing to ignore Sabuna, saying she's busy reading Pink Pony Parade. So, Nina's a horse girl. (laughs) She's reading a horse magazine, guys. I just really want to know whose magazine this is. It's Nina. She's a horse girl. (laughs) 
<laughs> she had it sent from America. I want to. I like how I'm not going to Google to see if that's a real magazine because that seems like something. That... Please Google it. Okay, so I also wrote not to be on my bullshit, but in season one when I first watched it, I thought that Patricia and Alfie were going to be a thing because, and I said, no wonder why I thought that because. Right now in this scene, we see Patricia fighting with Amber about who gets to go see Alfie. And Amber is Alfie's established love interest. So, guys, what are you trying to imply with Patralfi? But I said I do love their dynamic the way it is, so I'm glad that they didn't make them go romantic. However, Patralfi forever. We love Patralfi. What an <laughs> iconic duo. Thanks for coming to Laura's TED Talk. Dave, you're like really going to come to my TED Talk in the laundry room episode. It's coming up, guys. <laughs> I'm excited for this. Amber says Alfie needs someone to cheer him up, not shout at him. Patricia says she won't shout at him, but she will interrogate him. Amber says not to confuse her by using fancy words. Patricia says it's in the dictionary. Nina pipes up and says the clue is in the dictionary. The only place where yesterday always follows tomorrow. Fabian calls Nina a genius before hugging her. And he doesn't just like hug her though. Doesn't he like hug her and pick her up and spin her around? Iconic show stopping. Hijacks. Let's be quiet. (laughs) Once again, I can't believe I'm a Fabina shipper. Yes, I can. I was a Fabina shipper when I first watched season one. Like, what am I saying? But I will always ship in season one. (laughs) Jax, you don't even go here. He does. He did sit next to me, next to my chair the whole time I watched this episode. Oh. <laughs> uh, is he a fan of the pod? Yes, as he should be. Fabian asks her if she wants to help him look. She says no. She has to finish reading an article on winter pony grooming. <laughs> just... <laughs> they're, they're really like not. Stopping. I was calling Nina a horse girl with the pony magazines and the carousel horse in her room. <laughs> I just love that. Like, I think the horse in her room was kind of a subtle thing. And like, so last week we're like, oh, she's a horse girl. But now they were like, yeah, she's a horse girl. Like, I forgot about this whole plot line. Like, so like, it's horses. just like, it's just a coincidence. Ohio have a lot of horses. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of farms. <laughs> Fabian reminds Nina that Sarah chose her to give the locket to and she rejoins Sabuna. We cut to the hospital where Alfie's playing a video game. Patricia and Jerome go to visit him. Patricia hands Alfie a bag of grapes, but the grapes are gone. Patricia says Jerome ate them all. Patricia then hands Jerome money and tells him to go get Alfie chocolate. Patricia and Jerome walk in here like Alfie's proud parents. And then that's what I love the dynamic of the three of them just goofing around and roasting each other. It is a great dynamic name a better trio they are so good they are so good together i miss them when they kind of like i know it's like the thing that kind of makes me sad is like it really only lasts in like season one yeah like after season one jerome kind of isn't really part of the thing he's in marland jerome like barely talks to elfie like after season one too and that's like the weird thing so sad weird because they're supposed to be best friends apparently not (laughs) name a more iconic trio it's patricia alfie and jerome in season one but never again that's why somebody said, you guys need to stop sleeping on this trio. And I was like, well, the bad news is the writer slept on it after a season. So. <laughs> I'm not sleeping on the trio. But you know what trio I slept on? Baby and KT Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> She's right and she should say it, Your Honor. And that trio got even better now that we know Brad and Berkeley are such good friends. That's so cute. I love it. 
I, I love the <laughs> season three. I'm gonna go off just on how much I love the dynamics every five seconds. It's fine. I'm excited for this. I'm, it's gonna be like Lars Unity Power Hour. Every. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's okay. Not not the pilot, not the first episode of season three, but like once the like by House of Unity. I think we should just call it Lars Unity Power Hour. <laughs> Yes, episode one of season three is House of Asketty, so. House of Asketty. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we, what we really need a sticker of is that just says Asketty. I'll make one. It'll be great. <laughs> Patricia questions Alfie on what he saw in the cellar. He says he doesn't remember anything. Jerome comes back, comes back before Patricia can question Alfie further. Alfie's nurse comes in to check on Alfie. Nurse Delia leaves. Alfie tells Jerome to keep his eyes off. Patricia tells the boy she's leaving to go to the coffee shop. Um, Jerome, I am begging you to hit on someone your own age. Jerome takes that advice too seriously in all the other seasons and decides to flirt with literally everyone in a new house. <laughs> all I wrote was just Laura in all caps to that comment. <laughs> am I wrong? But yes, uh, the constant hitting on adults is getting cringy, Jerome. Please stop. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. It's, we've had enough. <laughs> Guys, play Emily. I, was, I thought I was, I thought I was gonna go. Yeah. I had a deep thought, but I immediately lost it. <laughs> So like, okay, well, we know Alfie had not Alfie. Jerome has like mommy issues, so is that why he keeps hitting on adult women? Yes. Oh, probably. Yes, so mommy pink because he has mommy issues. Then, I hate it here. <laughs> well, then Mara gets all like mommy to him in season two, and that's when he's like, he's like, Mara is so hot. She's not like my mom. Oh, because she know. like takes care of him. I don't so no, because that's his first like healthy relationship. I love it. That's because his relationship with Joy is also built on her having parent issues. Oh, so they both have daddy and mommy issues. They just yeah. bond over their parent issues instead of him trying to like fill in the void. Yeah, and that's why I think they work better in the long run. I see that. Yeah, I agree. Back at the school, Mick is seen asking Miss Robinson for help with his scholarship application. We can see Mara watching them in the background. Once again, there is another Brad's fiance sighting at the beginning of this scene. I actually see her all the time now. I just like don't point it out every time because it would get annoying. But she's like literally in almost every scene where there's students. It's like a game. At the hospital, Jerome is trying to get Nurse Delia's attention. Jerome says his heart is beating fast and the nurse says he'll need a shot to fix it. She's aware Jerome was joking. Just your local diabetic here to say needles aren't scary. I feel like I cut something out of this paragraph, but I did not. I don't know. I just wrote that Delia's done with Jerome's bullshit. I love her for it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, Nurse Delia. I thought this whole scene was really funny. Her, like, faking him out with the huge needle. <laughs> he deserved that. Honestly, he did. And I'm glad somebody roasted him. At the school, the students are in play rehearsal, but they're missing a good chunk of the cast. Nina walks in and says she and Fabian couldn't find the English find an English dictionary, but they were able to find an Arabic dictionary matching the clasp leather bound clue. Hint. Amber is wearing a canary costume in this scene, and everyone's roasting her for it, and she seems to think it's ugly, but she looks really cute. It's so she cute. She did look really cute. Amber always Anna looks Anna 10 can literally wear anything, and I'd be like, oh my god, she beautiful. Fashion. Honestly, She's like, yellow doesn't look good on me. Yellow looks so good on her, but okay. She looked great. <laughs> Mara walks in and Mick suggests he and Mara work on their scene. Mick says he doesn't know why Mara is mad at him. She tells him they already went over how he regrets kissing her. He says now she's acting weird and he's lost a training partner and a friend. Mara is upset. Mick is going to be training with Miss Robinson. And then Mara storms out of rehearsal. 
Um, and I just put Mara being jealous and Miss Robinson is gross. I said I get that she's upset with Mick and that she like feels insecure, but I do feel like Mick is trying to communicate with her, and Mara is just like kind of making really weird assumptions. And I wrote all Mick sad face. I don't know what that was a reference to, but yeah. Yeah, like the whole thing is just weird with her being jealous because it's like, what are you being jealous for? And I, I do feel bad for her because like she's trying to, I don't like deal with this jealousy and Mick's like literally laughing at her because he's like, this is ridiculous. But like, it really is ridiculous that she thinks like something's going on between them or like that she's jealous of their relationship when it's like literally a very platonic, like a teacher helping a student because there's definitely no tension at all. Yeah. That's like, it. I just, uh, you'll hear me complain about this. Like, I think it's only through like the next two up ep- like today and then the next two episodes yeah. if I remember correctly. But holy shit, this is probably, I think, HOA has some really dumb plots, and especially some dumb short-lived plots, but I think this might be number one. Yeah, this is the, especially because I love Mick and Mara so much, this is the one where I'm like, <clears throat> I pretend I do not see. This did not happen. <laughs> it just Winkler. doesn't make, <laughs> Jason Winkler's right there. Jason is right there. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you're gonna say there's tension between a teacher and a student, why is nobody looking at Jason and Patricia? last week every week miss robinson doesn't stand awkwardly close to patricia miss or uh to, to mick or patricia <laughs> miss robinson doesn't tell mick that i believe you and like stare at him oh, just at the house baby and nina and amber are trying to open the dictionary that baby and nina located earlier breaking a letter opener in the process nina suggests they try the locket amber tries the locket but it doesn't work then nina tries the locket and the dictionary locks open they open the dictionary, but nothing is inside the hollowed out book. Amber's little thing about how the locket only works for Nina, side eye emoji here. Hmm. Just, hmm? This is a special tool we might use later. Perhaps. <laughs> is Emily just being a little shit right now? The answer may surprise you. Mick and Miss Robinson are training. Mara begins to take pictures with them. Okay, and I put, like, I'm not uncomfortable with them and, like, what they're, like, how they're acting in the scene, but I am uncomfortable with Mara and how she's acting in the scene. She's, like, scandalous. Also, how did they not see Mara? Because she's, like, really right, really close to them, I feel like. Like, Mara just appears and she's right there. And they're also, like, standing six feet apart. I don't know how this looks scandalous. (laughs) Yet, once again, no one notices Jason getting, like, all up in Patricia's face every single time they talk. Never say Siri play a list of affairs about Mick and Miss Robinson. and we never will. Okay, so on that, I just, so Mara's taking these photos on her phone, but, like, when she does what she does later in the episode, like, they're very, like, clear. She got a high-quality cell phone, considering it looks like (laughs) 2011? It looks like a flip phone, or, like... (laughs) Like, it looked like an iPhone. It was a flip phone or something that Mara had. It was a flip phone. Or it was at least one of those phones that, like, slid up on the keyboard. <laughs> Mara but had so, a classic. I know for a fact that cell phones in 2011, flip phones, they did not have high-quality cameras. And it was really hard no, to get they did not. from your phone to your computer. So I don't know what Mara's doing. As someone who had an iPhone 4 during, I think, I don't know if I had it, got it during Season 2 or during Season 3. But I had an iPhone 4. The 4S. And let me tell you, my photo quality on that iPhone 4S compared to the quality of these photos from two years previous or at least one year previous was... Oh yeah, when I look back on like iPhone photos from like high school, I'm like, oh damn! 
Yeah, we've we've come a long way in ten years. Yes. Back at the hospital, Patricia sees Rufus in a catatonic state, being pushed by Nurse Delia in a wheelchair. After checking to see if anyone is paying attention, she goes up to Rufus and tries to wake him, but is unsuccessful. Patricia then wheels Rufus out of the hallway and calls Nina for help. <laughs> so, does this mean that Patricia actually kidnaps Rufus before Rufus kidnaps Patricia? Okay, but, like, she didn't tie him up or anything, so, like, not really. <laughs> she stole him out of the hospital. Don't you hate This whole me. scene is so crazy. I would never steal a person. <laughs> I don't know. Break this man out of the hospital. Also, who took Patricia to the hospital? Like, she's on school watch, right? Like, someone took Patricia and Jerome to go see Alfie. Patricia's like, bye. Like, did, like, pretty, like, just, like, drop them off and then, like, go to the grocery store or something? He's like, bye. I would not trust Patricia and Jerome <laughs> Okay, but we find out later they actually do have bikes, so um like oh they could have biked, or maybe it's in town and they walked. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, and on that note, time for a word from our sponsor. Okay, so we are back at the house. Fabian and Nina and Amber are on their way to meet Patricia at the bike shed. Downstairs they run into Jerome who asks if they've seen Patricia. He says she disappeared at the hospital and he wonders if he should tell Trudy. Nina lies and says Patricia has a boyfriend. Also, my first note on here is, okay, so they hate have bikes. And I don't know why that was, like, a question mark thing, but it was just Wait, one of those what? things. That, like, Confirmed. I think we questioned them having bikes a few weeks ago. Oh. Nina says she's got a boyfriend and he's in a band excuse. I screamed. And then I just tweeted, or post, put, Patricia has a boyfriend. You're serious. Poor guy. I said, Jerome in all caps. So I was like, Patro? Okay. Not really. <laughs> but, but on the Eddie is from New Jersey, theory if we're gonna say patricia's boyfriend in the band and eddie eddie is totally the type of guy that's in like a rock band in new jersey like that's eddie's vibe they're right and so it should say it yes as your fellow new jersey or oh, former <laughs> resident uh confirmed yes i'm not from new jersey but i'm here for the garage band vibe and then fabian tells nina to stop lying and i laughed for about 10 minutes after that so did i i need a gift of that and i need it now literally i would use it we we would use it on a weekly basis nina stop lying like every time the scene cuts upstairs to victor answering the phone it's nurse delia she's telling victor that rufus is gone why is every adult in this town involved it's a conspiracy literally every adult like the cop involved the doctor involved nurse delia involved (laughs) yeah like everyone involved can't trust adults apparently Nina, Fabian, and Amber are shocked that Patricia stole a patient from the hospital. Patricia argues that he just needs a place to hide until he's more alert. Amber slaps Rufus on the face and he perks up extremely confused. Rufus becomes more alert when Patricia starts to talk to him. And I just put, I'm uncomfortable with the energy in the studio. Yes. I did laugh when Amber slapped Rufus, though. That was really Oh, funny. honestly, that was iconic. Someone else should slap him more. <laughs> we should slap him more. <laughs> that man deserves to get his ass kicked. At the house, Mara is seen cropping the photos she took of Mick and Miss Robinson in attempts to make them look more compromising. She considers emailing them to Mr. Sweet, but closes the laptop instead. And I'm just like, Mara, you're really about to ruin a woman's entire career, and for what? Talk to Mick. Honestly, just talk to the man. Ma'am. Ma'am? This is a Wendy's? Also, Mara is presently wearing a fishnet shirt underneath her dress, and where is she getting these clothes? I guess Patricia's closet? Definitely. One perk to having the goth pixie as a roommate is when you decide to go through your bag girl makeover, you can just steal her clothes. 
The other thing is, too, these pictures she's taken, like, they don't look bad. They just look like cheesy advertisements for the school. Like, it's just like, oh, like, we foster growing relationships with our students. Like, that's what it looks like. Yeah. (laughs) Not like relationships. But relationships. (laughs) Like educational relationships. Honestly, though. Okay. Back at the bike shed, Patricia is giving Rufus water and assumes he must have been close to finding Joy, which is why they took him out. Patricia asks Nina to show Rufus her locket. Rufus knows that the locket was Sarah's. He tells Nina to give it back to Sarah and that it's cursed. And, like, he ain't wrong. It is kind of cursed. It is kind of cursed. Amber and Fabian are shocked to find out it's cursed, and Amber questions Rufus about it. Rufus accuses Nina of taking it. He tells her Sarah is a confused old woman. He offers to return it to Sarah, and both Fabian and Nina refuse. Fabian says the Eye of Horus is the symbol of protection, and Rufus says, is it protecting good or evil? I said, yeah, fight Rufus. I just really enjoyed the the line, like, but is it protecting good or evil? Because, like, at this point, we don't really know if Rufus is evil yet. Like, we know Rufus is evil because we've seen this show before. But when you're a viewer, you're trying to figure that out. And now you're like, oh, man, are the people we thought were, who, were the good guys actually the bad guys? Like, what is happening? I don't know. I was just, like, really hyped up about that moment. Okay. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So I'm having a moment of clarity in the year. Well, it's not a moment of clarity because we've been on this like kind of tangent before. So like we know Rufus was Sarah's a siren, which means he can use the locket. And I was like, looking back at it like now, that's not something I would have thought like we would have known or in season one, because it is starting to become apparent that the locket only works for one person, which makes does make sense as to why he'd want it. And it almost makes me wish we would have gotten Rufus like somehow with the locket for like a period of time. Because it probably would work for him. That would have been such like, can you imagine like... At this point, thinking only Nina could use it, and then he somehow gets it and then does something with it, and it works for him, we would have been like, oh my god, like, what's happening? That would have been so, like, foreshadowing into season two, like, not that they planned that far ahead, but they must have had, like, some sort of idea like that, if, because they do, again, they imply that only Nina can use it, and he's very obsessed with it, but if only Nina could use it, and it's very clear he would know that, why is he so obsessed with it? Right. Alfie returns home from the hospital, shocked that none of his friends are still at the house, he and Trudy walk into the living room and are surprised by the rest of the house, excited for him to be home. Okay, so Alfie said something that it's a quarter to nine, and that's he makes it sound like that's really early for them to all be at school, which is like, what time do they start? That unless seems really late. Question. Like, unless, I don't know, how far away is their house from the school? Because in some scenes, it seems like it's like, not a far walk, but like a decent enough walk. Yeah. But then in other scenes, it, like this one, like, let's say they start at nine. So 15 minutes to get to school, like, I would say is a good time if you're, like, decent walk because you'd still want to get there, like, on time. But yeah, I could see it being, like, a 5 to 10 minute walk if it's, like, a smaller campus. I don't know. That makes sense. I would say 5 to 10, too, but, like, still, I would say, like, nine, like 8.45 if you start at 9 would be, like, the time I'd be aiming to be there by. Yeah, like, you would you assume gotta, they'd start by 9 at the latest. Like, you gotta put your stuff away, you gotta get your stuff in classes, you gotta settle in these yeah. seats. You start, like, chatting with friends in the hall. Like, when do they start school, man? And then I made the note that Patricia's little, like, party popper thing didn't actually go off. Yeah. I'm really happy with the energy that's being created in the studio right now. Same. It made me so happy that they were having a party for Alfie. Like, I love it. Mick asks if it's okay for him to leave, and Mara gives him a disgusted look. Jerome tells Alfie their camel suit arrived. Trudy tells Alfie he isn't going to school, but Alfie protests, so Trudy lets him go. Patricia sneaks off into the kitchen to get food for Rufus. Mara asks Patricia if she wants to walk together and then Ma- and that Mara needs advice. Patricia says she can't. 
Mark gets upset because Patricia is always off with her new gang anyways. Patricia goes to take food to Rufus and he is not there. And I just put, made the note, okay, like, why does everyone come to Patricia for dating advice? <laughs> Unless Mara also heard about her goth band boyfriend. <laughs> Honestly, though, it doesn't make any sense. And then I just made the note, bro, were you and Patricia even that close? I feel like they've just become yeah. close-ish because they're roommates now. Yeah. Like, that's just the thing that happens when you share a room with someone. You either hate each other or you, like, become besties, I feel like. Not like, to... I guess, like, Patricia would be the only one she could really talk to because, like, she doesn't talk to mm-hmm. Nina. And, like, that's she true. can't really ask Amber for advice on Mick. Like, she could, but, like, also, yeah. That's true, yeah. It's, like, her only option. I wonder if... Patricia like actually talked some sense into Mara in this moment like if she actually was able to talk to her if Mara would have not sent the pictures actually I genuinely like I just read your comment now because I mean I took the summary notes so I haven't looked at anyone's notes but like that would make a lot of like maybe that's it maybe but Mara just wanted to know like I don't know how to like how would you even word that if you're asking your friend if you should send like photos that like could get a teacher fired like, how do you, like, roll up to your friend and be like, so I took some pictures of a teacher and, like, one of the students, but they're, like, not that compromising me, but, like, I want to send them to the headmaster. Yeah, because I think she's, like, she did this out of, like, anger. Like, she's definitely in, in a place of anger. And I think had she had the opportunity to, like, say it out loud and be like, this is what I want to do, like, she would have realized how dumb it was. And also Patricia would have been like, that's dumb, don't do it. And she would have been like, you're right, I'm angry, this is stupid yeah let me stop like yeah she said this out loud to literally anyone i feel like she would have realized that like oh shit <laughs> like this is a serious acquisition to say that a teacher well i also think like in a way she wouldn't know how to say what she like ask what she's trying to say so like that alone would be a way to be like oh dumb idea shouldn't do it yeah exactly um and then i put did, did patricia just expect rufus to like hang out in the spike shed for days Truly. Like he, apparently he could get up and walk like it's not like he was confined to that wheelchair <laughs> and then i said girl really got like this whole bag of food for rufus and she really left her twin sister to starve <laughs> could have got a whole bag of food always bring it back to piper this is laura's daily piper tangent leave her alone Ooh, it, it's laura's <laughs> piper power <laughs> she was starving though she had to like mooch a croissant off alfie Okay, Nina and Fabian are inspecting the dictionary when Patricia runs in, telling them that Rufus is gone. Patricia saying, like, he was my only connection to Joy suddenly reminded me that, like, literally the only reason Patricia is doing all this Sabuna stuff is because she's still trying to find Joy. Like, I kind of forgot about that at this point. I'm like, yeah, Sabuna, solving mysteries together. But really, like, Patricia's like, nah, I'm just here for Joy. Like, they, like, accidentally stumbled into this. And I kind of forgot about that until okay, this moment. Now that you say that, it makes me wonder, like, why she, like, rejoined Sabuna in season two. Unless she was like, ah, these are my friends now. Cause, like, I she... think, like, they're her people. Yeah. Family that I chose. Oh. Amber and Elfie are seen walking in the hallway. Elfie doesn't remember anything from the cellar. Amber offers to hypnotize him. It doesn't work, but instead Elfie uses it as a chance to prank Amber. She shoves him back after he scares her. And he hits his head, which which partially jogs his memory, giving him a flashback to seeing the adults chanting. And I just said, Amber, you shoved him really hard. Damn, she's strong. Like, she really was like, oh, ha, ha, I'll be. <laughs> and up until the shoving part, this was actually a really cute ampy scene. I was enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cute. They were kind of like flirting. They were kind of teasing I also, each other. I also wrote, so 
at the beginning of the scene, Amber's like, oh, I have an idea. And she starts to, like, take off her tie. And there's, like, a close-up of her taking off her tie. And then there's, like, a shot of Alfie's face. And if you watch for it... <laughs> I didn't catch that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> like, go back and watch this scene. This is oh a good God. show, but... Um, <laughs> girls in bikinis are mentioned, like, three times, so... Is so, it? so... I feel like that might have been intentional. There was a close-up of it. That's so good. I don't know how I didn't catch that. (laughs) Nina, Fabian, and Patricia are continuing to examine the dictionary. They find a clue in invisible ink that says under the eye of Horus, a globe and hollow lie, two right for eternity, and one left to die. Fabian says he knows exactly where the next clue is hidden. Also, so like Fabian was using a flashlight to like scan the dictionary like inside it or like look you know but like i was kind of surprised me that they actually like let them call them torches because i know they like made mentions that they tried to americanize it so like you think that would be like the gold star like moment to like americanize it that's true didn't they turn it into like a was it this episode or another episode where it turns into a nina's from america moment where they're like torches and she's like we're gonna use fire oh that was like <laughs> in the beginning like in one of the first episodes so maybe that's how they got away with it, because they're like, we'll make Nina sound dumb instead. Well, you can call it a torch. <laughs> After 10 o'clock, Fabian and Nina sneak downstairs to look for the clue in a globe on the stairs. They find the next puzzle piece and Victor comes downstairs. He confiscates it and sends the kids back to bed. Okay, so this part, there's part of the clue is one left to die. And Nina says like, oh, if you turn it left, the secret must die. So like, we can't do that. And I'm all, all here like, oh my God, if it turns left, they're all going to die. Yeah. So I just, I was like, wow, I would be so great in Sabuna. <laughs> I mean, I also thought they were all going to die, but we've seen the rest of this show. So we know that's like a possibility. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe that's why I thought that. I was like, the house is going to collapse and they're all going to die. It's like, they're going to be cursed and they're just going to drop down on the spot. <laughs> and then also, um, Victor catching them has me very stressed. I was very, very stressed out in this moment. Although I am happy that they finally get caught because they've been sneaking around yeah. for a very long time. So it was like about time they got caught realistically, but I am stressed. I wonder why are just Nina and Fabian here. Where's the rest of Sabuna, guys? Oh, you're right. Oh, Interesting. Hmm, and maybe they like each other and they wanted some alone time. Maybe they were trying to make out in the cover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, there's, they know it's after 10 and they're literally standing in like one of like the easiest places to be spot. <laughs> they like stand True. there. They don't like hi- grab the clue and hightail it out of there. They're like, they're like they, and they slowly pull it out too. They're like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> Nina and Fabian standing smack dab in the middle of the staircase talking super loudly about how they have an Egyptian mystery. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just like at this point now, it's like confirmed. Victor's like, these kids are up to something and they're meddling with my eternal life. Up until that point, he wasn't sure. And on that note, who we're going to pick up brain cell of the week? Um, I just put the note, not Mara and not Patricia. I said Fabian because they literally got a new clue in this episode and solved it in the same episode because of Fabian. You're right. So, You're right. That doesn't happen a lot. Can Victor get the brains though? Actually, them? I think we yeah for catching them. Yeah, I think we should give it to Victor for catching them and confiscating it. Yeah. All right, go Victor. We gave it to Fabian, then we took it away from Fabian for that end moment of not immediately grabbing the clue and hightailing it out of there. <sighs> you were so close, Fabian. 
This is why you weren't valedictorian, my dude. Mara would have ran right out of there. I feel like this, uh, that's a running joke is I mean, going, not, this is why Fabian was valedictorian. We <laughs> <laughs> have moments of Mara is so dumb. And I think I made a joke about that for next week's too. Anyways. So, uh, ship of the week. I put Jerome Patricia Alfie as like an OT3. Yes. A thousand percent. Alternative ship of the week is Patricia and her fake boyfriend in a band. And I just responded to that with, you can say Eddie, it's okay. <laughs> we love season one petty moments. <laughs> Eddie right now at this exact moment is in New Jersey in his freaking rock band in his garage. Honestly, probably. Probably skip school to practice. I wonder if he's starting to like think about going to England, if that's all starting to boil up right now. He's thinking he has daddy issues. <laughs> Okay, so like Mr. Sweet's in the, the society, so Mr. Sweet's trying to live forever, which like makes me wonder if Mr. Sweet's like got something wrong with him or like has a history for something. Like, why is he trying to like keep himself healthy when he like has like a son? And I wonder if that's why he like reaches out to his kid because like the society like falls apart after the season one finale, and that's when we like, you know. Oh, and he's like, I'm gonna die. I need to, like, reconnect with my son before I... Oh, that's sad. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> I'm having so much clarity. Well, I'm glad place. they reconnect, though. <laughs> I'm having way too much clarity in 2020. Honestly, Ooh, this is why I love this podcast, guys. Like, I'm learning so much just by doing these, like, very you slow so many rewatches. Um, so I didn't actually... I'm normally the one who's like, let's do something fun or a new game, and I didn't plan anything, so that's okay. I'm thinking we got to do ship it or rip it. Hello. She's got her cup. I got the joy mug. <laughs> we can do ship it or rip it. That's so what I've been using since day one. All right, and our names are still in here. Just FYI. I, I love that our names are. In I see. <laughs> I love that our names are in here too. I think it's fun. Okay, so person number one is Mick Campbell. I hope it's me. Wait, we are better pull my name this week. <laughs> And Willow Jenks. Did we we've done this yeah, one? I'll pull again because we were like Ridian and Shannon. Okay, uh, who should I put back? Put back. Put back. Oh. I don't know. Put back Willow. I'll put back Willow and just grab another person. I feel like it's easier to ship make with people than it is to ship Willow. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mick and Joy. Yes. O P P O P P O T P. Did we already do them? I don't know. No, we we, uh, we can talk about Moy again. <laughs> I know we, we did. I know we just talked about Moy. I don't actually. Yeah, I don't know if I've actually pulled them. We're gonna leave it. So, I am a member of Moy Castle. So I just started chanting OTP really loudly. <laughs> Moy forever, guys. I, I think that's what we want to talk about with Moy. Like I don't know. I feel like it could be a vibe. They would have been. I sick. still. Like, a nice season two ending would have been Mick coming back, already aware that he's broken up with Mara, and then having to face that she's dating Jerome, and then Joy's sad because Fabian's with Nina, and then so they start connecting over their sadness, and then they make out. She's right and she should say it. Exactly. <laughs> Moy Castle, everyone. I mean, I love Jeroy, but, like, I would have been really here for Moy. Yeah. Next one. We have Emily. Oh no. 
Emily and Jerome. I think you guys would tear each other apart. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, that's, that a, that's a no for me, dog. They would literally kill each other. <laughs> who, would, who would kill each other first, though? Well, I don't know, guys. Like, Joy and Jerome were going to kill each other, and look what happened with them. I don't know. I think Emily would be done with Jerome's bullshit in a day and a half. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> So that's a rip it for me. I'm fine. It's fine. Next we have Patricia. Patricia and Mara. Hmm. I would okay, I like how I was like ripping them to shreds earlier in this episode and I'm gonna say ship it. I'd ship it. I guess. I, it's one of those things where I like I think if they put them in the right circumstances, I would ship them. I don't know if I'd like ship them without context though. I don't know. Oh my god, they were roommates and That's true. I we do them. love a good <laughs> Oh my god, they were roommates. Um, I think that we could be like, oh, Mara like is really sad that Patricia's hanging out with Sabuna and she feels really left out and she's jealous and all this stuff. And then they can stop fighting over Meg. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like another yet another love triangle where they just date each other instead of the man. Yes. That's fun. I like how I'm calling this a love triangle too when <laughs> I like- Patricia was not really a love trial. You heard, heard it here first, guys. I think I might have made that as a video, so um, I called it. <laughs> All right, should I do two more? Yeah. No, why not? So I, I, I love Chip to Rip It. I hope you guys do too. I always have a fun time. Eddie Miller. Kind of scared. And Amber Millington. Hmm. I think that'd be fun. They would be fun. They would be fun. Interesting. I don't think, like, for the long run, but I think, like, you know, like, a solid month of dating, they would just, like, they'd be fun. <laughs> a Medi summer romance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, comes- no, what if I, I could see them, like, hooking up after high school. Like, if Amber goes to fashion school in New York and Eddie goes back, like, Eddie goes to, like, school in New York City because he lives in New Jersey or something and they run <laughs> into each other and... They'd be a drunken bar hookup. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah, like, here for that. into each other somewhere. I and, like, have the urge to try to write this as a fic, but I cannot pull it off. I think it would be a fun I, Yeah, time. someone write me a um, post-high school Amber Eddie hookup at a bar in New York City. <laughs> that was very specific. That's so specific. Like, I just wrote the whole really thing for you. You just gotta, like, make words. Yeah, I, they get I drunk like and... that's the one way I can picture it. Like, they got really drunk and decided to hook up. I don't know if they would actually want to date each other. And then they wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, so fuck. Like, like... Oof. <laughs> and I oop. <laughs> Alright, that's a fun one. Alright, last one. We have KT Rush. You know what? I was really expecting you to pull KT for Eddie and I was going to have to be go on to an entire... Rant. KT Rush and Willow Jenks. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, here's the thing. So, like, I love Louisa and Allie's friendship, but, like, I don't think the characters would actually, like, work together in a functional relationship. Yes. That's how I see it. I don't think the characters would work. Yeah, I'm I think but maybe it's just because I don't see them interact a lot. I don't know. I think they'd be really dysfunctional. I just think they'd want two different things. Like, want different things. Yeah, I think, like, Willow might be too much for KT. She's a little out there. <laughs> I think they'd have a fun time. I think they'd yeah. like I think KT could like tolerate like some of like Willow's like I don't want to call it bullshit, but like Willow's Willowness. Like her things, quirks. Her quirks. Yeah, her quirks. that's the word. It's like a friend. 
more than she yeah, became the main like girlfriend. Yeah, I feel like seems fairly, like, chill about most things. Well, like, yeah. I want to go photograph fairies. KT is a friend. Yeah, you go, girl. You got this. KT's a girlfriend. Um, I think not. <laughs> it's like, you have fun, sweetie. I- I'm not going to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting to see. But another one where I'm like, I don't know if they would work out long term. Yeah, but like... Allie and Louisa are amazing friends and have great chemistry. So, like, they probably could have made it happen if it, like, it would have worked if they, for some reason, made it happen. <laughs> They're just like Willow and Katie, the new characters. Therefore, put them together. <laughs> All right. Well, that was five, I believe. So it was a fun time. That was a fun time. All right. Never a dull moment with Ship It or Rip It. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to follow us on social media, our Twitter is at Anubis Podcast. Our Instagram is at Anubis Backwards Pod. Our TikTok is at Anubis Backwards Pod. Um, you should also check out anchor.fm slash Anubis Backwards because we are still accepting voice memos. We want to hear what you have to say about the show. So definitely go submit your voice clips. We can't wait to hear them. Okay. So if you guys want to respond to this week's episode or have any takes on an upcoming, like one in, we might be recording in the next couple weeks send them in but like try not to go to like more than a month in advance we're not gonna if you send us something about season three we might forget about it so i could have that'll be 2022 yeah so either talk about season one or you can respond to like our podcast episodes and like hot takes we said and stuff like that that's fun too i mean like if you go on a a rant about eddie or piper we'll probably (laughs) true we'll probably talk about it anyways because our brands. <laughs> <laughs> we we cannot stop bringing Eddie and Piper up, even though they don't exist. It's okay. I'll be doing that with Mick when he leaves. So <laughs> she's valid. What if we got Eddie, Piper, and Mick all at the same time? It would be too powerful. That's why they can't coexist. Someone write us a fic where Eddie, Piper, and Mick hang out. <laughs> I know that's a random combination. Not Eddie and Piper isn't a random combination, but Eddie, Piper, and Mick is a random combination. <laughs> I need it. Just Mick just at Patricia's house for no reason because uh, <laughs> no for Mick Trisha. Mick Trisha's wait. What if Mick dated Piper? And what if there's a Mick Piper Eddie Patricia double date? I don't know if I ship Mick and Piper. I feel like Piper would be dumb with Mick's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> a new ship and a ribbon, Mick and Piper. Um, not sure if I ship that one. <laughs> we don't rip it though. I don't rip it. I'm not sure what that dynamic would be. I think it would be similar to Mick and Mara. It would be like the opposites attract thing. <laughs> Except Mara, I feel like Piper doesn't know anything about sports. Yeah, I feel Mick like- doesn't know anything about music, so they wouldn't have anything in common. Yeah, like I feel like the thing with Mick and Mara is that they're like an opposites attract thing, but <laughs> Mara like has the sportsy parents and Mick has like the smart parents. So they kind of yeah. have like things that they could discuss even if they're like like know things about the stuff that the other person likes whereas Nick would be like excuse me what is a classical music i only know sports ball true i don't know anyway. i don't know what this is the end of the episode Sabuna. Sabuna, guys. see you next week <laughs> see you next week there's so much i wanted to say the way i see it is there anyone